0: Even with someone like Greta, like, did you feel, was there ever a point where you felt totally at ease and comfortable with what you were doing? Or did you always feel like you were on the knife's edge of too much going for broke or what? It felt like doing a
1: a high wire act without a net in tiny shorts and no shirt.
0: (laughs) Prepare your ears, humans. Happy, sad, confused begins now. I'm Josh Horowitz, and today on Happy, Sad, Confused, we've got a show devoted to the pop culture phenomenon that was and is Barbie. We've got Ryan Gosling, we've got America Ferreira, we've got Kate McKinnon, and we have Michael Sarah. Hey guys. I'm Josh and welcome to the show this is a very special edition of happy second fuse it's something of a bonus episode actually this was never intended to actually be an episode of the podcast um, for those of you that follow my work you may know that I, I moderate a ton of events uh, mostly in New York City uh, and a lot of them unfortunately are just for like the audiences in New York they're um, events that are for uh, screen actors guild members um, or other kind of uh, groups like that to kind of like drum up interest and excitement around these films that are in the awards conversation. And certainly Barbie is one of them with, I think, eight Academy Award nominations. So I did this wonderful event the uh, the other day, just a few days ago in New York City, Screen Actors Guild screening, followed by a Q&A with this quartet of amazing actors in Barbie. Um, and it was a real treat because I, I love this movie. Uh, I've seen it a few times, obsessed with what Greta Gerwig created, uh, but I had never really had a chance to have a big chat with the uh, with the gang over the course of these many months. But finally it came around, we had the chat, and unbeknownst to me, um, there were some folks out there that were recording it, which is great. It wasn't professionally recorded, there was no like official camera crew or anything, but I happened to see some of these online. And we checked with the actors and they're all cool with it. We checked with Warner Brothers and the Barbie folks and they're all cool with it. So here it is, guys. We're gonna present to you this 30-ish minute uh, Q&A I had. It was in a theater in New York City. Uh, We wanna thank Annie Yan who recorded this um, in the audience. And I'll say for something that was just recorded probably on an iPhone in an audience, not bad. If you're watching on YouTube, you'll see the video. It's not the best work we've ever had, but it's decent. It's watchable. Audio, decent. So I'm so thrilled that um, that Annie, thank you again for recording this and letting us use it. And thank you to this amazing quartet of actors. Uh, this is a really fun conversation. Um, Ryan uh, is amazing, of course, and Ken, he's Oscar nominated for the role he talks about. Crafting that character about that iconic um, musical number. I'm just Ken. We talked to America about uh, That amazing monologue. She's also Oscar nominated, of course Um, Kate McKinnon the one and only Kate McKinnon about crafting weird Barbie and Michael Cera who um, was delightful to chat with about Alan and in particular his um, very memorable fight scene in which he kind of dropped he dropped a bombshell in the course of this conversation that the fight scene, well, I'll let him tell it, but suffice it to say, guys, your spoiler warning, that fight scene was not supposed to involve Michael Sarah or, a- or Alan. It was supposed to involve Mr. Ben Affleck. I'll let Michael tell the rest of the story uh, in just a moment. Uh, some reminders for you guys listening or watching. Uh, if you haven't checked out the happy say Confus patreon, give it a try. Happy say Confused. Um We offer uh, a bunch of early access um, exclusives, merch all sorts of fun stuff. If you're in the New York City area, we always give you first dibs and special tickets uh, to all the live events that I do. I have two really cool ones coming up in March we're about to announce. You'll want to get in on those if you can. That's over at patreon.com. Check it out if you so desire. You get early access, all sorts of cool stuff. Uh, anyway, so thrilled to give you uh, this conversation with the Barbie cast. Um Margot and Greta were there in spirit, but this quartet of amazing actors carried the day and I know you guys are gonna enjoy it. Um and remember, subscribe, rate, spread the good word of happy, say, confused. And the next thing you're gonna hear or see is me introducing and welcoming this amazing uh quartet of actors, the stars of Barbie. Enjoy. Thank you guys so much for coming out, New York. Um, Did you laugh, did you cry, did you marvel at Ryan Gosling's wardrobe tonight? (laughs) Uh, What a beautiful piece of work. I'm sure this is not your first time seeing this extraordinary movie. Barbie is the film we're celebrating tonight. Yeah, give it up for Barbie. My name is Josh Harolds. I have absolutely nothing to do with this film except I'm a fan like you. Uh, I host a podcast called Happy Sick and Fuse But Tonight. It is my true honor to celebrate this film that has been a a true pop culture phenomenon and a true critically lauded hit celebrated by the Screen Actors Guild, the Academy, every group worth talking about. Yes, give yourselves a round of applause for acknowledging this amazing cast. Um, as you can see, we have a bunch of seats up here, and we have some pretty amazing people coming down to talk to you about this film. Shall we get started? Okay, (laughs) excellent. Please give a warm welcome to some folks you might recognize. Uh, Mr. Ryan Gosling, everybody. America
2: Ferreira
3: is here. Kate McKinnon is in the house. And we can't
4: right
0: now, Michael Hi Barbie! Hi,
1: Barbie. <laughs> Hi Ken's. <laughs>
2: hey
1: Alan. And Alan's.
2: Hi. <laughs>
0: just let them use all the time with the applause if you want. It's easier for all of us. Uh, congratulations, guys. This is just a, you know, every film's a miracle, and this one in particular is a true work of art. Congratulations. Um, Ryan, let's start with you. When you are sliding down a pink slide screaming, Ken is me, were you thinking this is the one that's gonna get me the SAG honor, the Oscar not honor? This is the one? I thought, I.
1: I thought, I may not never work again, but I might work less.
0: (laughs) This is a way out of the business.
3: Yeah. Um,
0: look, this is an amazing ensemble, and this is just a sample of the ensemble that Greta Gerwig assembled for this one. I'm curious, yeah. Was there a table read? Was there a time when you guys all gathered on set and kind of got on the same page? Because I think it's remarkable you're all in the same movie somehow. It's a tough movie to be in the same movie for if you get Catch My Drift. Um, there was, well, there yeah. was
4: no table read but the Barbies had dance rehearsal and that was like one of the first breaking the ice things that a lot of the cast did. And then we did have one kind of Barbies and Ken's plus Gloria and Sasha like rehearsal that we did in that space. But we didn't do a table read.
1: Um, Greta did this. She started with the high, high Barbie, hi high, high Barbie, high Ken, high Barbie that scene. Remember?
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Correct.
1: <laughs> the, this happened, right? It
4: happened. Yeah. Okay.
1: Um, and she would go, okay, let's just try. We all got in a circle and it would be like, you know, hi Barbie, hi Barbie, high Barbie. She'd be like, wait, stop faster okay hi barbie hi barbie hi barbie well stop that's well that's too fast okay and she was like hi barbie hi barbie she's like well now it's monotone it should be like a little sing song you were like okay it was a bit like like if if the guy from whiplash was really loving and wanted him (laughs) to be great and it was sort of like she was tuning us all like instruments and she heard all of the dialogue like music and i think we all I don't want to, did you have the same experience that it felt like she was sort of like uh yeah. tuning us yes. did you feel tuned <laughs> <laughs>
4: um y- yeah yes um she also I felt that but no no, no it was good, it was, a good no, it was a good analogy um she did that a lot on set too she would do this thing where like she would tell us to run the scenes and then she would just close her eyes and she would just listen and um and then she'd be like eh, I don't and then she'd be like, that's it, that's the one. And she was just listening for like, is it, like I think to her it was all music, right? I mean, there was a lot of, and then there was music obviously in it, but it, I, I think Greta has such a love of musicals and old time musicals. And she's also, I think her first love in the arts was dancing. She was a dancer and dances in a lot of the stuff she does and the Barbies dance and we have dance rehearsal. And yeah, it wasn't sort of just, buy the book, kind of sit down, say the words. She got us, like, kind of using all of our tools and instruments and, and senses.
0: I'm curious, like, how this script reads. Like, for, for... <laughs> Kate and Michael, like, when this comes around, does, does Greta give you a warning? Like, this, this is coming. It's going to read a little interesting. It's very specific and odd, but trust me on this? Or is it just sort of, here's Barbie. Dive in. Tell me what you think. We will wait all night. And and,
2: and and I'm just, I'm really trying to remember the text, the text that came (laughs) with it. I think she said, this is crazy, or this is weird, or she, yeah, I think she did preface it, and I was like, I'm sorry, I have a winter's rash right now. My face is burning. (laughs) Is anyone else saying? that? Um, It's so cold.
1: I just thought you were glowing.
2: No, I, no, it's a winter. I, I have a, I am, I'm covered in a well. It looks sprout. great on you. Thank you so much. Um, anyway, no, I, I read. I remember she's. She prefaced it by saying, "This is specific," and I read it, and I was like, "Yes, this is specific. This is a singular voice. This is a complete vision. This is a complete package. This is like." It's so specific, it's such a voice, and I was like, this is gonna be a a massive, everyone's gonna love this because it's such a, and she's gonna execute it in her singular voice, and it's just, it's so, so exciting when someone is like, unswayed by what they think ought to be happening. This was like, she knew exactly, it was such, it was so philosophical. She knew exactly what she wanted to say, her and Noah, and um, I was like, this is, this is in the back. I was not worried about how specific it was. I was like, this is, this, the more specific this is, the broader appeal it's going to have. And uh,
0: I guess you are right. <laughs> Well, then you step on set and you're like, oh yeah, like this is talk about vision, like this, she's going for broke. I mean, Michael, do you remember the first time you stepped on set and it must have struck you as like, okay, we're, we're in the Wizard of Oz here. We're in something pretty special.
3: Yeah, it's crazy. It was crazy. I mean, and you know, it was really described like that in the script too. I remember like the scripting very visual and kind of painting that world and, you know, even she sort of, I think I remember in the script she kind of described it as like, you know, a kind of diorama within a soundstage, you know, kind of acknowledging the soundstage even, and like old, like, you know, Busby-Berkeley musicals, and you could really feel it, and it was like, okay, well, this will be interesting, and then you get there and really, I mean, I've never kind of been so, like, in complete disbelief about the production value. I was like, how much, how much money, you know? (laughs) How much money is this costing? And then you know, and then yeah, it was just it was I, I just couldn't believe everything I was seeing. And then and then you know, Greta being so like calm and um, exuberant and inventive in the in the eye of that of, of a production that size was like completely staggering to me. I was like, okay, this is gonna be good. She knows what she's doing.
1: I remember my stepdad came to set and he was looking around and he was like, Ryan. This is real cement. <laughs> do you realize this is real pink cement? And I was like, oh, cool. And he was like, no, Ryan, they had to lay rebar in here. Do, do you know that they'll never get this out of here? This is, this is incredible. And Iguala was like, it is real cement, and it had to be real cement. And it was just like that. It was like even stuff you you were missing, but but every it was real like it was real cement. That's all I'm gonna say. It was
0: real cement. You come away with nothing else tonight, guys. <laughs> Did your prep invade your Mojo Dojo Casa house? Like, what, what was, what were you like at home prepping for Ken? I could only imagine what friends and family thought when they heard Ryan in the bathroom practicing whatever you were practicing to find your Ken. Do you remember your? I don't I think I want to share that. <laughs> <laughs> You're painting it in a very unflattering way. No, no, no. I, 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 I want to peek into the arts, into the craft. So there are two categories in life for me. There's the stuff you want to make compromises on and the stuff you never want to make compromises on. Okay, category A. Maybe you go see the movie you're not so into because your loved one wants to see it. Maybe you go to the grocery store that's close to you but it's not so great. And then there's category B, the stuff you never want to compromise on, and that of course all about your health no compromises guys that's why zocdoc is so important this is the app for you the place where you can find and book doctors who will make you feel comfortable listen to you and yes prioritize your health you can search by location availability and insurance so there's literally no compromises here with zocdoc you've got more options than you know zocdoc is a free app Yes, it's a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. If I need a doctor, ZocDoc is there for me. Go to ZocDoc.com slash happysad, download the ZocDoc app for free, then find and book a top-rated doctor today. All of these doctors have verified reviews from actual, real-life patients, this is the service for you. Remember, that's ZocDoc.com slash sad. ZocDoc.com slash sad. But I mean, this is the kind of role that, I don't know, you must feel out on a limb. You, even with someone like Greta, like, did you feel, was there ever a point where you felt Totally at ease and comfortable with what you were doing or did you always feel like you were on the knife's edge of too much going for broke or what?
1: It felt like doing a a high-wire act without a net in
0: tiny shorts and no
2: shirt
0: (laughs) Okay, I'm just letting the visuals sink in for everybody
3: Can I just say one thing about what Ryan was doing because when we were like doing that, this one scene in particular, I'll never forget it because I was fused to the leather couch by the end of it, because of all the body makeup. Like, I would sit up and there would be a tan ass print on the couch. But, like, Ryan was doing that whole monologue about the patriarchy and, you know, hitting the flowers with the golf club and everything, and, like, every take, you'd be like, that whole thing could be in the movie, that could be, that, I'm watching the movie right now. This is amazing, that day we were all like, holy shit. It was fun, fun to watch.
1: Can I just say something about Michael? <laughs>
3: <laughs> that I was doing all this stuff, all the razzle
1: down. every, you know, like, it was like, you know, um, like a, you know, carrot top, like, you know, like <laughs> anything I could think, you know, pull out of my mink. <laughs> and Michael was watching it all go down, and then it was time to get a shot of Michael, of Alan, and what Alan was feeling about all this. <laughs> and they put the camera on him and there was a big TV with uh, horses and Michael turns around and he watches for the whole take he just watches the horses and he he Miles Davis that shit he just like turned his back on the camera for an entire take and I was like that's incredible, that's so Alan he was Alan he was so Alan
3: bro this is where Bill Horace really meant something about the whole thing to Alan. <laughs> I would imagine wardrobe also
0: meant a, a fair amount to each of your characterizations. Um, I don't even have a question here, except let's say, like, Ryan, when you looked at what you were going to be wearing, was this like 30 to 90% of the job? Like, this is, this is sending me on the right path. I know what this character is now. Well, it helped so much, and and Jacqueline, our costume
1: designer, was just such a joy to work with, and she had such a hard... I mean, the job that she did, because everyone has to wear something different all the time in every scene. It's never the same. And in Barbie world, unless you're wearing it, you're not doing it. So, yes, it it was everything. And, you know, for me, it was sort of like an opportunity to get Barbie's attention. So it was sort of like... You know if i like wrote my name on my underwear because she might say cool underwear and i could be like underwear and then it would start a conversation with barbie or there would be like if i was gonna wear a watch i'd wear three watches or two pairs of anything to have barbie notice me you know it was sort of like there's a coco chanel rule where you leave the house take one thing off my rule is before i leave the trailer put three things
0: on I also didn't catch until repeated viewings how much like Stallone of the 80s influenced the evolution of Ken. As a, oh, yeah. as a kid of the 80s, I appreciated that. and I'm sure you did too. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Stallone all the time. Just an observation. Um, America, for you, I mean, look, you have a, a different, very unique task in this in that you are you're a grounded human being in our world playing off of this kind of insanity around you um did that i mean uh, talk to me about that that the the task at hand when you're playing opposite margot and and this collection of actors who are kind of playing slightly heightened characters
4: yeah yeah, that was definitely uh, um, a challenge i we started in barbie land so we had no context for like real worlds Gloria, real-world Sasha. And I remember talking to Greta, like, what happens to humans in Barbie land? Like, are we still humans? Or do we talk like Barbies? Or are we in human clothes or are we in Barbie clothes? And um, and it was sort of like uh, something in between, where it was like, you're you, but it's, like, your best day ever. Like, you're wearing the thing that you love the most. And, like, and, 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 and she still wanted, um, like, she wanted the, even though we didn't like talk that the humans didn't talk like Barbies in Barbie land we would join the cadence of Barbie land and so we had a lot of conversations about like what you know what happens to a human in Barbie land and um which was weird to kind of set the character there before we like went to the real world um but yes I and plus like I mean, I went to Barbie dance rehearsals and I was not invited to Barbie dance rehearsals and because my whole childhood dream is just being with 20 um, grown women and learning choreography, like that's just my dream. And I was like, there's no way I'm gonna be in a Barbie movie and not be at Barbie dance rehearsals. So I used to go and I would memorize all the parts. So when Margot got called away, I got to do Barbie's moves, which I did. And she walked in on me doing it and it was, really embarrassing really embarrassing. and she was like no 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 please keep going it was mean um but, uh, i just like i was having so much fun it was such an intoxicating environment to be in and then and then i'd have to remember like oh i have to be the person i have to represent the human race like you're welcome i hope i did you proud but yes that's I, yeah, that was the thing of like, and I think the deeper thing for me in trying to find this character was like, who is this woman who can somehow suspend her disbelief and believe that Barbie came to the real world for her and she's going to Barbie land and, and that she is still connected to this child's play and that she gives herself over to it fully. And yet she's a woman who at the same time can hold the reality and the frustration, and the grief, and the disappointment of of real life. And she kind of had to do and be both of those things. And it was it like figuring that out, like how do those two things exist in this one character? And I think the more and more I played her, the more I realized like, oh, because we contain all these multitudes, because we can be serious women, and moms, and badasses, and at the same time want to just like, Play and cut loose, and we we should be able to get to be all of those things that we want to be. And so, it was like complicated, and then shouldn't have been so complicated to figure it out. You know,
0: we will get to the monologue in a second. You're not getting off the stage without talking about the political, the political. <laughs> the physicality of Weird Barbie. Was that in the script? Is that something that you suggest somersaults would be good here?
2: I I don't like choreography. I don't like planned movement. I don't like movement at all. Uh, And so that was very much in the script. It was like, Weird Barbie, she's in the splits. That was like the sentence. And so Greta uh, had planned all of these... um, things where like i could put my one leg in and then there would be a fake leg going like this and tumble passes and all this stuff and i was like okay if you want to choreograph movement and it was like thank god it it, it, it was so funny to look at <laughs> on the screen when it was all assembled and she just had it, it, what an incredible vision to have i was like Wow, this is what a director does. Like, even just like well with like with like with my outfit and stuff, like I was like, I wanted to wear like a dirty baby doll dress. Because I thought that like Weird Barbara would be in a dirty baby doll dress. And she was like, no, it can't be dirty. Nothing can be degraded in this universe. Everything is even if it's weird, it's like space trash. It's like perfectly preserved. And I was like, wow, you have thought about every square millimeter of this entire universe you've created and that's what a director does. Amazing. Amazing. Singular
0: vision. Um Michael, any michael allen's fighting technique a little bit different than scott pilgrim's fair to say
3: well yeah i wasn't even supposed to fight in the movie you know um am i allowed to say what it was supposed to be am i it was supposed to be ben affleck like um right am i allowed to say that just happened we're here we are um and i think i think ben wanted to do it but he you know he was like directing his movie um so, but they didn't find that out until like the very, like 11th hour. They're like, okay, Ben's out. Something has to happen here. So you're gonna fight them. And so I had to jump in with the stunt team. I had just gotten over COVID and um, they had me training and I almost, I almost, I almost died. Like just, just doing the warm up. I had to lie down in my trailer and they sent the nurse to see me and I was sent home. So then we had a second rehearsal and I learned it. Um, that's the story, basically. But, yeah. (laughs) No, that was never part of of Alan's, uh, journey. I am... And then, in the rehearsal, we did the thing where I murdered the guy with the shovel. And it was, like, a joke. And then we were like, Greta's not gonna let me, um, murder someone in the movie. And it's in the movie.
4: year old son was like, he's sleeping, right? I'm like, yeah,
3: yeah,
0: he put him to sleep. He's dead. Alan is a stone cold murderer, guys. Wow, I have never been so happy to bring up a topic in my life. Yeah. Um, I'm just Ken. Yeah, you ready to go there? Um talk to me a little bit about the night before you're doing that are you like this is going to be the tomorrow's going to be the best day of my life or i'm scared out of my mind like that must have been a, a day you circle a couple days you circle on the calendar of the shoot yeah we
1: only had um, I, my my kids helped me so much with that they were they were, they learned the choreography too they were singing it all the time around the house um, and I was nervous about it because we only had one day to shoot it. They only gave, it was credited, you know, because it just kind of came up, in a way, in, in the moment. And it was like, we need to have a, um, a ballet, a dream ballet. <laughs> and, um, so they found a day to do it. And, uh, anyway, my, my kids, it was the only day, time my kids have ever come to set. But they came and they were behind the monitor there and they were like, <laughs> just... They were the true source of Mike energy.
0: <laughs> Amazing. Uh, as I said, I have to bring up the, the monologue, America, what a scene. Um, and it... When you read that in the script, did you, have, did you know this was, had the potential to be what it, what it became?
4: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's definitely, it was a record scratch. Uh, even just um, reading the the script, like the monologue is a pa- it's a whole page. So I remember getting to that and being like, what is happening? Like there's a whole page. It's just a block of dialogue. Um, and it's not what was expected like it's not the the next thing you think is going to happen in Barbie land you know is that the human woman is going to get to kind of drop some truth bombs and um it it the whole script felt so unexpected I mean from the word go you know it's it, it, the script was such a delight to read. If you like have the opportunity to read the script, it's so fun to read because Greta and Noah kind of talk to you as the reader directly. Remember in like the car chase scenes, they're like, just rip it from Fast and Furious 5. And they're like, you know, it's like that. We'll just take it from them. And like, it's just such a fun script to read and every moment was so unexpected. And so when I got there, it. I think it was just jarring of like, and then this thing is dropped and it was hard to really understand like how it fit in with the rest of the tone of the film, but it did and it worked and it, and I had, I was, I had tears and I was laughing and I knew that it, um, I knew that it was a moment and that it had to work for for the, what happens next to feel good and, and make sense. And so yeah, it, I, I was stressed about it for sure, yeah. <laughs> stressed for a few months about it and then it was like one of the last things we shot. Right. So, you know, just kind of um, let it create a lot of anxiety in my body for a few months, so that's fun. On the
0: flip side, probably one of the most greatest senses of relief an actor can ever experience because the way this has resonated is just oh. beyond
4: yeah it's amazing i mean it's what a gift like i i felt it's the it's like the two sides of the same coin of like oh my god what an incredible gift and then two seconds later like what if i get up you know like you don't want to mess it up um and yeah it and i loved doing it it was so fun to do these poor people had to sit there and listen to me do that monologue like for two days to listen to (laughs)
1: It was it amazing! And we made movie history. That's it was right.
2: different every time and it was so amazing. It was beautiful. And every yeah. actor
1: would do that in acting class yeah. from time and eternity. 100%. I want to do it. we <laughs> right. studying your performance. No, we're ready. No, we're we're ready. ready. <laughs> do it. <laughs> it makes you want to act. It's so good. It just it inspires you to. Thanks.
0: I'd love to hear from you guys uh, a little bit about your perspective on on what this, what it's been like to experience this film since it's come out, because it has made a lot of money, great, that and that is fun and exciting, but beyond that, it is, you know, like Transformers movies make money. They don't talk about the patriarchy and change how people think. (laughs) That's what this movie is doing. And you you guys know as well as I do how rare that is. how, just give me a little bit of a perspective of what it's been like to see what this movie has become since since it's come out. I'll answer it once. In three, two, one. Um,
2: it's just, I'm happy, because, you know, as I said, it, it's like, a, it's so weird, you know? And it's so, it's so elevated, and it's so philosophical, and it's so... It's such a classic hero's journey, and it's about uh, the patriarchy, and it's also just about. It's like it's so Joseph Campbell. It's like uh, this character that leaves the a broken world and like goes on a journey, and then comes back and realizes, um, and fixes it. And it's like so classic, and yet so specific, and so new, and so like uh, fresh and. I, I think it makes total sense to me why it has resonated in the way it has, and um, I think it speaks well of our uh, culture.
4: I think the the moment. Yes, Tom Ratch. Tom rash is moment. <laughs> huh. I think the moment I I think about a lot when I and I like appreciate you saying that. Like a lot of movies make a lot of money. Right, that's not like the thing that happened this summer. It wasn't like, wow, a movie made a lot of money. You know, it's like, no, a movie, like <laughs> something happened, and one of the things that happened was like people got to experience something together which is like what I remember loving about movies my whole life as a kid was that it was something that, it was like, Uh, Mighty Ducks 2 is coming out on Saturday, And it was like, <laughs> everyone knew it was coming out and it's like, where are you going? And you know, we've lost that and especially post pandemic. And so, you know, Barbie brought us back to the movie for like a party, for like a celebration and people were dressed and like, it did that, and that was amazing. But I think for me, the one thing, moment of, of true awe and, and trying to wrap my mind around what Greta accomplished Greta and Margot and No and like this entire team, is um, I met the, um, the ambassador to the UN from Saudi Arabia, who also happens to be the princess of Saudi Arabia. And she came to me at an event and she said, I just want you to know in Saudi Arabia, we got our first movie theater in 2018 and when barbie came out we had people crossing the border from multiple countries around us where barbie had been banned and for four weeks you couldn't get a ticket to barbie in our one theater that people were literally crossing the border to see barbie and like right i mean that's like and at the same time so you have one theater in the Middle East that like, you can't get a seat for four weeks and people are literally crossing borders to. Then you have another conversation happening on the same planet where it's like, well, this isn't feminist enough, you know? And like, and I'm not judging that conversation. What I'm saying is like, when you make a piece of art that is creating conversations and showing us to ourselves, like who are we as a culture? Like, I th- like, what else can you ask for from art, right? Like, what more do you need to, to do? And it's like, that, it is so much more than a movie that just made a billion and a half dollars, which it did. It's a movie that moved people to think and to have conversations that they weren't having before.
0: It's, uh... It is a movie that marks these times, but truly, I, I can't imagine how this is not going to be a perennial. This is a this is a true classic, and you guys should feel very proud of um, executing Greta's singular vision, along with Noah's uh, co-writing of the screenplay. Congratulations on the film. This is usually where I say to the audience, spread the good word. Everybody knows about Barbie, <laughs> but continue to spread the good word of Barbie uh, and give it up for this amazing panel of actors.